are listening to Lead Speak Grow with your host, Dr. Makisha Mullins, also known as Dr. Mac. Lead Speak Grow is a space curated for those ready to take the lead in their lives, speak a truth that affirms them in their purpose, and places them on a path of continuous growth. This is a safe space where I have real conversations with guests about life challenges and how they've overcome them. I hope you are inspired to lead, speak, and grow today and every day forward. Thank you for listening to the Lead, Speak, Grow podcast with Dr. Makisha Mullins. Be sure you follow Lead, Speak, Grow with your podcast carrier. This episode is sponsored by BuyEmpowered.com. Make BuyEmpowered your new favorite brand. BuyEmpowered.com offers high-quality, comfortable t-shirts, hoodies, and more. We want you to dress confidently, feel free to be yourself, and buy empowered. Shop buyempowered.com. All right. Thank you for joining me for this part of the journey. Uh, Today, I have a guest. I'm just going to share some important information that is critical for entrepreneurs and individuals, families, everyone. Uh, my guest is Jonathan L. Mullins. He is the founder and owner of JLM Tax and Accounting Solutions, LLC, based in Atlanta, Georgia. He has um, over 18 years of experience in tax preparation and accounting for individuals, corporations, partnerships, estates, and nonprofits. He's been designated as a licensed enrolled agent or EA by the Internal Revenue Service. Enrolled agents are federally licensed tax practitioners who specialize in taxation and have unlimited rights to represent taxpayers before the IRS. He has negotiated and settled for clients over $1 million in tax debt. Jonathan's clients appreciate this unique and personal approach to handling a range of tax-related issues from simple to complex. He is a graduate of Oakwood University holds a certificate from the University of Alabama in Huntsville in accounting. Mr. Mullins conducts seminars and workshops on topics related to the tax implications for real estate, small businesses, and individuals. He is passionate about helping others live life abundantly within their financial means. So I want to welcome Mr. Mullins to... Lead Speak Grow podcast, and thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I, there's several things I want to ask you. This is the season for tax preparation. You know, this is the time, you know, we get ready to start it. It's April, is it? But we need to start sooner rather than later. Um, and there's a lot of things that are not top of mind. Um, this is something that most of us do not enjoy doing. Um, so it always makes me wonder why someone would choose <laughs> to spend their time doing tax preparation, <laughs> not just for themselves, but also for other people. So what led you, uh, to doing tax preparation and tax accounting? Well, um, well, I, I kind of, um, I mentored, I went to college with Oakwood University, um, kind of Mr. Word kind of led me in. The whole accounting tax thing. I like doing accounting at Oakwood. And I got my certificate from my, uh, UAH and I worked with him for several years and worked with several other accounting firms in Huntsville, Alabama at the time. And I had a passion for it. Loved it. Loved to help people out. People had tax issues. I wanted to kind of resolve it for them and kind of educate them on kind of how they how to structure their taxes, how to do tax planning, things like that. So I really enjoyed doing it. I just 
started enhancing my business, got my LLC set up back in 2015. We hit Atlanta about eight years ago and we just took off by then. And so with that, you started off working uh, with a mentor and transitioned. When you started off, what kind of tax issues or concerns did you see? Or were people just bringing you a basic um, 1040 to complete and then that was it? Or were you seeing people had, that had a range of issues or concerns related to their taxes? Well, when I first started, it was just pretty much just 1040s, basic tax. Then I escalated more experience. I got to escalate to more small businesses, then to your more corporate taxes like partnerships and S-Corps. Then it kind of went to nonprofits and different things like that, kind of expanded to, to, to more facets of um, of taxation. You know, like I do, um got a couple clients now. I actually do um, international taxes um, for clients who live like in Vietnam, Dubai, um, different places over the world. I do those taxes for them. And people don't know that it's a big tax benefit to live overseas. You get a tax credit, you know, income exclusion for living overseas because most of these countries got what they call the tax treaties with the U.S. and they actually get a benefit and their mm-hmm. total income is excluded. So they don't pay any taxes on making money in those foreign countries that they live in. Wow, I did not know that. So um, there are lots of things that we do not know about. Even though everyone has to pay taxes or file, even if you're not paying taxes, you're supposed to file, uh, file your taxes. What are some of the things that we just don't know? Like you just shared about being an expat and having exclusions and things like that. What are some basic things that people don't know or don't understand um, about tax preparation or uh, just saving documentation or what is it? What are some of those common things that you find that people don't understand about, about tax law? Basically when a client, I, I give you from start to finish when I, when I have a new client or just my regular clients coming back for another tax season, like we are now, you need to get together your basic information. Like I put together like a, um, I sit on my clients, a tax, like a tax information client worksheet, like an organizer. And then I have put out that in also an engagement letter. The services that we engage with, just, you know, what I be doing for them and things like that. So I send it out to them. It kind of breaks down. And then when I have a consultation with them, they explain to me what their issues are. They have a small business. They have this. They have this going on. They have their own home. Different, different range of issues. So I actually gear my forms towards the client situation. If a client have a small business, I say, okay, you have a business. I'm going to send you some, you know, of course, um, you know, and your business income and expense worksheets and some auto expense worksheets. And you can use your business use of home as a deduction as well. You get a percentage off of that. So each person has a different, has a different like layer. For example, I have some clients, they own real estate. They own like several like, um, like, um, like properties with which they have like, um, they file like a schedule E, which is, um, they may have their main home. They have their actual, rental property, but they rent out to somebody and make money. So they have those people. I have a form I fill out for those. Fill that form out with all your income from your rent, all the expenses from the mortgage, interest, property taxes, things like that. Then they fill it out and they gear towards just the different facets of each person or what they have going on, how they make money. So that's kind of how I, uh, you know, handle each body coming to me. Then I go over the whole process from start to finish. I send them an email. 
ask more questions. I need this. I need that. Just make this. This is a deduction for you as well. You can use this. I need this expense, and everybody get it to me, and then it shows they get a refund. They owe the IRS, but I try to even with that going to IRS. I try to gauge them on how you're looking. You owe the IRS. You know, you can do an installment plan and things like that to, to make the process easy for them. A lot of my clients love the process I have. It's so simplistic for them. So let's say I am a person that has a small business. <laughs> which I happen to be. So I have a small business. I come to you and say, hey, I need some tax help or whatever. What is the information that you're going to ask me for that I need to make sure I'm keeping track of what? Okay, yeah. What I'll do is ask them what type of business they're in. I ask them what type of expenses related to that business that they have so we can sit down and go over all of that. And I tell them um, what they need to have. So you so you into, like for example, we just use, for example, podcast business so you would need make sure you have the right lighting Mm -hmm. make sure you have the right equipment for this so all those items listed for your podcast is an expense to your business along with your cell phone Uh that you use to produce these podcasts you know all your social media things like that that you spend money on to promote yourself all that's an expense for your business because you're in the business of doing podcasts so those expenses can be written off because of that just like your office you have now currently sitting in, you can write off, you know, that deduction. A bit it's called business use of home. You can write that off too. You get a percentage of your mortgage, mm-hmm. you know, property taxes, your utilities as well. So there's a lot of expenses people can utilize. Pretty much if you're self-employed, you can write off pretty much your whole life as it relates to your business at hand and what you do. Okay. I was like, uh, your whole life to get people that gets people in trouble. <laughs> Well, not your whole life, but the intricate parts of business. <laughs> of course, you have like uh, I see what you're saying. Of course, you have like your uh, you have like uh, you know. Of course, you may work eighty percent of your time, but twenty percent you go buy groceries, all your personal stuff. You personal running around. You ain't get right after you going to church or going here or going there, but just stuff related to the business at hand. Like you can set up a seminar, do podcasts somewhere else. And that mileage, you can write up that mileage going from that location so to, be, to do interviews with other people at the location, at their home or whatever you want to do it. So, yeah, it's just different things you can write off. Okay. But it's, it's pretty much geared towards the industry that you're actually in. So everyone's different. Lots yeah. of lawyers, accountants, professors, different things like that. So, yeah. So basically what I'm hearing from you, if it's something related to your business, just keep all keep track all of that information. And when it gets time to actually prepare your tax, you can eliminate what does not apply right. at that point. Yeah, but exactly. just keep everything. I always ask people, yeah. what are yeah. some some hints or things you feel like people should keep in mind? What are some of the common things that people need to consider, be mindful of, issues that you may see? When we're getting ready to start earning income, when we're starting a new job or we're starting a new business, what are some of the, what's the first thing that we should just think about? Well, okay. A lot of clients, when they first get a brand new job or first have a business, we'll start with you, you're going from making making money with this job. Now you have a new job, making a, a new job, making money. A lot of my clients call me and say, um, I have a W-4. How, do I, how should I fill it out so I have enough? Paid in taxes, so I would tell them how to fill it out, pull the form up, have it ready for them. I said, if you want to fill this out, put it this way. You have kids you're claiming, you have dependents, this and that. Fill it out this way, so you're guaranteed 
this amount of this amount taken out your check every you know every two weeks or every week however your frequency of pay you know you get paid on your job so the very first yeah. thing is your w4 if you live in a, a state that has income tax when about a w4 for the state which is a withholding certificate or a w4 which is federal make sure those fill out correctly make sure you have the right amount of taxes taken out based around your status too if you're married if you have kids if you're single all those well, the boxes you check affects your tax at the end of the year. So make sure it's done correctly. So I tell my clients, when you get a new job, come to me with that. It's important you find the W-4 form correctly when it comes down to that. Okay. So the W-4. Mm-hmm. That's the most That's the first thing when you get a new job. You want to make sure that's filled out correctly. Because if you don't have no tax, I have people, W-4, they fill out tax exempt. And guess what? They're going to owe at the end of the year. They didn't have no taxes taken out. They may have a job making a hundred thousand. They don't have any taxes taken out. So guess what's going to happen? You thought you because you had a W two job, you may get a refund because you filled everything out, but you know you didn't fill out correctly. So guess what? You're going to owe the IRS even though you have a W two job, or you may have kids. The kids may help you out, but you didn't have any taxes coming out of there throughout the course of the year, and you made this big old six figure salary. Mm-hmm. So you know you're going to definitely owe the IRS. I should tell my clients to avoid that. Definitely, yeah. um, they want to make sure they fill out the W four form correctly, and they consult with me to make sure it's filled out correctly. And so, so what about? So, I think the, op- the expectation is that you do have children, or you um, own a home. There's different things where you just assume that you're gonna get a refund of some sort, even if it's a small one. So, you're saying that based on what you've done on your W four, you may or may not. Get that refund, basically. Yeah, people are always expecting to get a refund, but it's all in how you first started with W four, and of course you you own a home, you can deduct your property taxes and your mortgage interest. Of course, your church contributions or contributions to nonprofit. You have donations to Goodwill. Those all play a factor. What they call is you have a standard deduction. That's like the government may give you a standard deduction to help out your taxes to offset your taxable income. So you have a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and so you have the standard deduction. Let's say you're a married couple is like twenty five thousand. So we just go for example. So a hundred thousand minus twenty five thousand that'll make your taxable income is seventy five thousand. So when you itemize your deductions, you can use your mortgage interest, property taxes. If that if those amounts total beyond twenty five thousand, you get a bigger deduction and you pay less in taxes. Or if you're getting a refund, you may get more because your taxable income, which is what the government tax you on, can be adjusted lower than the amount um, because you itemize your deductions more than just the IRS giving you the standard deduction automatically. So those factors are very important. This episode is sponsored by BuyEmpowered.com. Make BuyEmpowered your new favorite brand. BuyEmpowered.com offers high-quality, comfortable t-shirts, hoodies, and more. We want you to dress confidently, feel free to be yourself, and buy empowered. Shop BuyEmpowered.com. So what are some of the other common common issues that you um, see when people come to you for support? Yeah. Well, people think people think because they got a W-2 job, they guarantee the refund. That's not the case. And people think that if you're self-employed, 
people feel they're like, oh, I got expenses. I can offset all my expenses, but you didn't pay any taxes. Now, if you had a loss, if you had a loss on your business for the year, that's your only source of income. Then, of course, you won't get a refund or you won't owe unless you have earned income credit for yourself. So you get earn, you may get a small refund because of that. But most times, if you made mm-hmm. good money with your business and you didn't pay any estimated tax payments or payments to the IRS over the course of the year, you're most definitely going to owe the IRS. Most definitely. So try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Even with the prices of people want to open up a business, I set up the LLC form. Make sure they have the right LLC set up, right industry set up for that. Make sure they have they they're gonna have business they're gonna be into. How much, what's the what's the what's the industry? Are they making money? Where are you gonna be located? Are you gonna get a location? A restaurant business? What type of business you're gonna be getting? That's important too. Location. Mm-hmm. You wanna have you gonna you already have a client base. You wanna get a client base. So with a business, the IRS allows three out of five years of losses. So you have up to five years, but three years, you can have losses within those years. Because at some point, the IRS is going to sell after five years, you've had losses on your business. It's considered either a business or a hobby. And most times, the IRS is disallowed being a hobby. So if it's a hobby, that means you, you only need to lose money to offset your if you have other income. It's considered a hobby. And the IRS don't like hobbies. So they won't disallow that. <laughs> but because that's a real business, you're not really making money. After the past, after five years of being in business, you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let let me ask you this. I wasn't planning to ask you this, but let me ask you this. What is your? There are lots of tools out there. You know, the IRS offers like free tax preparation. Obviously, that's good. Um, but there's also, you know, like TurboTax and tax cut, those kind of things, um, and some other tools I know that exist that you can do your taxes yourself and prepare them online. What are the benefits to having a professional such as yourself do our tax preparation for us? Well, the benefits of going somewhere else, opposed to going to yourself, you know, of course, the self-prepared tax Yeah. So the biggest thing, I get a lot of clients who Maybe change structure. They they was, they was fine. Let's, example, your taxes is basic. You got one W two, you got one kid, two kids. If it's purely basic. I would say go to yourself and you know prepare your software. But if you get more complicated, you want to buy a rental property, you want to have a business. It's better to have a a tax person to consult with a tax professional about those taxes because. People always say, like, I'm glad I found you. I'm glad I didn't do it myself because you have a worth of knowledge and you know all of this stuff about taxes and you would have been helping my business out over the course of years, you know. So the benefits of it is having me on call. I answer any questions. You can send me a quick email. Like clients always say me something, I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I'm changing this. I'm doing this right here. I'm doing this. What you think? People always call me with a consultation saying, I'm a business owner. I need help with this. What's your viewpoint on this? I tell them from that industry standpoint. I explain to them kind of what their benefits are for their business and what they're looking to get into. I'm setting it up and clients really appreciate that. For the benefit you got somebody in your pocket on your side. Also gonna motivate you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure you you know running your business correctly. We should the right paperwork file, you know, each year. And help help keep you on track, right? You know what they're supposed to do. You know, when it comes to taxes, because nobody wants to owe a bunch of money to the IRS, you know, especially with inflation. 
going on right now is horrible what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you do, so let's just say, okay, I think I can do my taxes myself, but I just have a question okay. about this one thing. Can, can someone set uh, an appointment with you and, you know, pay for just like a half an hour consultation or hour consultation to answer these basic questions and then they handle it themselves or have you ever done anything like that or yeah, do you people, do those people things? Call, people call me. I'm going to do people may call me. I'm inquiring about your services. I want to know kind of what the price point is. Honestly, once they talk to me, they realize this guy knows his stuff. I'm not, not going to do it myself. I'm going to come to you. Okay. So nobody has ever like <laughs> asked me a question about I'm going to file it myself. As I tell you, like, you know, ain't no point be charging you for this when it's so basic. You can go file it, you know, online. So you would tell people. So either you, they end up being converted into your client or you tell them it's simple enough you and they can do it themselves. Who got some uh, <laughs> basics? They just like having an accountant around because they're going to they're gonna change jobs, get, make more money, have a business later on. So having somebody in pocket just to have guide them loan is perfect, you know? So... Is it benefit to them? And I love helping clients yeah. out. I love helping people, anybody on the street. They, they, they realize I'm an accountant. Oh, you're an accountant? I have questions. Okay. At the, at the questions begin. <laughs> yes, there's always some questions about that. Everybody in taxes, it's, it's, it's uh, terrifying and paralyzing a lot of times. So if people <clears throat> want to reach out to you if and, you know, may be converted into clients, but just want to touch base with you and say, hey, this is my situation. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you and kind of set an appointment? Oh, um, I, I do a lot of word of mouth, but check out my, uh, I'm like, yeah, I have a digital okay. business card with all my information on there from all my um, from LinkedIn and all my phone numbers and email address and things like that. So I have a QR code. Okay. They could reach me anytime, not anytime, yeah. but the hours of operation. <laughs> but I'm pretty I'm doing taxes. I'm working working this is my tax season, my time of the year. So. Yeah. It's like it's, it's it's such a it's such an odd odd thing to enjoy doing taxes. But hey, we have we have we're glad to have people that out there that do enjoy it. <laughs> For those of us that do not. Yeah, yeah. So um, so before we wrap up, are there any other things that you feel like um, I didn't ask you that you feel like people should know and be just aware of, especially with this, the new tax? I know there's been a shift in the tax um, tax code again this year. Like there's always a shift every year. But um, so before we end this conversation, is there anything that we should be mindful of with this year's um, new tax code that we should be paying attention to or be aware of? A couple of things. Um I know um, we've been dealing with COVID for the last several years. Well, the last, you know, 2021 and um, 22 um, as well. So this year, the first year, they kind of um, got back to normal with the taxes. Nothing really major. Just pretty much just a case by case situation. Like I know, um, I want to I want to tell people out there. So all the business owners. You qualify for this um this employee retention credit. A lot of people been going around saying they can get up to seventy thousand if you have employees and all this stuff. A lot of small businesses, you guys, 
don't have employees, but you have like contractors. So the employee retention credit only works if you pay payroll taxes and you have actual employees you had on W-2. That's how the employee retention credit actually yeah. works. So make sure that you have um, clients who have who you have W-2, your own businesses. Make sure you, you do that for that credit and make sure you contact myself, another professional that's professional in regards to getting that those um, credits on your taxes from from the pandemic that spans from 2020 and 2021 when they had the pandemic a couple other things too a couple small things but nothing really major this year it's just kind of back to back to regular taxes you know because everybody is a case-by-case situation okay well someone with a small business and employees will appreciate that The, uh, the irs is back answering the phone now so between six to eight months they really had um, the Irish wasn't answering the phone. It was hard to get through to resolve any client issues. But now they fixed that, so you can get to the IRS almost within like maybe thirty minutes, maybe less less time, depending on what, depending on what time you call it in the course of a day, of course time during the day to get your accounts you know resolved and things like that. So they really um, really up that, and of course refunds, processing refunds, they actually come in between a week and a half to two weeks. So they come in pretty quick. I've done a few already, and they came pretty quick to some of my clients. So the IRS kind of um, kind of been uh, fixing their um, issues they had in the past because of the pandemic. So I'm grateful for that. People getting their refunds pretty fast, you know. Cool standard time, but a lot more quicker than um, it did previously. Thank you so much for sharing this time, having this conversation. And please be sure to reach out to Jonathan L. Mullins via LinkedIn and his contact information will be in the description for this episode. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, and until next time, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for joining the journey. I hope you were inspired to lead, speak, and grow today and every day forward. Be sure you follow the Lead, Speak, Grow podcast on your podcast carrier. episode is sponsored by buyempowered.com. Make buyempowered your new favorite brand. Buyempowered.com offers high quality, comfortable t-shirts, hoodies, and more. We want you to dress confidently, feel free to be yourself, and buy empowered. Shop buyempowered.com.